The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and what a glorious week it is. The Raiders defeat the dreaded Bronco Hose 37 to 12. I love it. That and more here on show 559. On today's show, we will have a glimpse at the playoff picture. Yes, I'm talking playoffs. That's what I'm talking about, folks. At this point, we have a team. So we shall see where we go from here. But we're going to look at the picture right now to see where we go. We have a pregame for the dreaded and hated <laughs> Kansas City Condiments. That's right. Ketchup red, mayonnaise white, and mustard yellow. They're coming to Vegas, so we got to talk about that. They're all butthurt, and we're going to talk about that as well. A lot going on in this game. A lot of fishy stuff. We'll hit on that. The bone light should wrap it up for this, this show, folks. It's an exciting time of year for our Las Vegas Raiders. Let's get to it. On a beautiful day in Las Vegas, the city was going nuts. The Raider Nation is always in the house. I'm here to tell you, when Las Vegas has a game, when the Vegas Raiders play at home, it's blacked out, folks. You can see the Raider Nation comes like they were going to go see the game, and they spend the weekend there in Las Vegas just watching on TV. That's how crazy the Raider Nation is. We are moving and shaking. There's... Many, many fans I've seen in Las Vegas that I've seen in Oakland out there taking care of business, spreading the word, spreading the love, because the Raiders and the Raider Nation is showing all the love that Las Vegas is showing us. It's a beautiful thing. I'm glad it's happening. And it couldn't happen to a better place because, boy, oh boy, when the Bronco Hose came into Vegas, there was no doubt this is a Raider town. Now this game to me was a scary game because all conference games, all games in the division are scary. AFC West games are really scary because I've seen it happen before. I've seen us come in as a juggernaut and get pushed out as a little kitten. These games make no sense at times because, you know, the super freaks come out on our opposing teams and beat us when times when we shouldn't be beat. Don't ask me why. You've seen it too. I have as well. I was afraid of that game coming into this contest, and boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Well, I thought we played with great energy and passion, and uh, that was kind of the word we... Uh, we harped on before the game, you know, go out there and, and, and cut it loose, play where heart's out, 
and let's feed off each other's energy. We got no fans, we got nobody there but us and Bob Streety, our security man. So we tried to play with as much effort and emotion as possible. I think John Abram uh, really came to play. It was Nick Morrow's best football game. Thought the front played hard. All three levels of our defense uh, played with great effort and uh, it was contagious throughout the day. It was good to see. John Gruden and company, I have to say Paul Gunther. I'm gonna bring his name back to Paul because the defense played out of their frickin' minds. I've said this throughout the season, that the defense takes longer than the offense to gel, and it appears to me that we're starting to gel, especially our secondary. And our safeties? It's crazy. The pass rush is improving each game, and just enough to make big differences in the score. I mean, (laughs) four interceptions and a funnel recovery is a great day for any defense. John, yesterday when we talked to Jeff after the game, he said, you know, the tweaks that were made when you guys were talking about making tweaks to the defense after the Bucks game, it was more so just kind of a, maybe like a simplification of it. Um, with that, was yesterday kind of the best grasp you've seen them have on the scheme uh, since those tweaks? Yeah, we're not going to get into the specific tweaks that we've made, but we have uh, changed the, the style in which we play to a degree. Yeah, I think guys are playing with confidence. I think they're playing with uh, uh, a lot less indecision. They're playing, uh, you know, down to down with better communication. And I think it's I think it's uh, growing as we speak. Drew Locke was hit often and very hard on a few times. I thought he wasn't going to come back in the game after the half. He was pummeled. And I'll tell you, Abrams, Arnett, um, All the guys in the back, people trying to keep the passes from happening, did an incredible job of blanketing their receivers. Intercepted on the play by Heath. A 26-yard return. Intercepted on the play by Heath. Oh, my goodness. What a pick. His second today. End zone interception thrown by Locke. That's an interception by Nassif. The defensive end comes up with the pick. Their eighth fourth quarter turnover this season, an NFL high for the Broncos. Locke has thrown three interceptions, and the defensive lineman Nassib comes up with the play. Oh, my goodness. Another interception. Kwiatkowski got a one-hander. Pulls it down. His second career interception. He's a five-year veteran, a first-year Raider. Locke has thrown four Five, four picks, five turnovers. They did a great job along with the pass rush. Arden Key seemed to show up big a couple times yesterday. Was that one of his best games since yeah. you had him? I know he's had injury problems. Yeah, it really was, Jerry. He uh, he made some good plays. He got home a couple times. He uh, showed great energy and, and pursuit and uh, really had fun playing. He's been out a couple weeks and you know, Rod Marinelli, our new defensive line coach, thinks a lot of Arden Key. He's been one of his, uh, I think, most impressive guys on the practice field. It was good to see uh, it come out on game day yesterday. We need him on Sunday for sure. It was a complete game by all three phases. The offense played very well, really well. 37 points is no joke. Special teams this game was evident. Special teams came out like like a graduation party. They came out big. The best game, I think, for our special teams 
this season. And of course, the defense and offense all complemented each other in a beatdown <laughs> of my hated rivals, the Broncos. Drew Locke was under pressure all day. No, I'm fine. I'll be good. Um, you're definitely frustrated after a day like that. A lot of stuff we need to work on, a lot of stuff we can get better at. Just got to keep pushing, got to keep practicing it. Gave us pretty normal looks we were expecting. I just didn't put the ball in our receivers' hands. I put it in their hands. You know, when you play NFL, in the NFL and you play quarterback, there's a lot of areas that eventually pop up that probably weren't talked about you know, the week before, even the week before. There's just a lot of stuff that goes into playing this position. And um, I got to keep learning and keep, you know, balancing, you know, good plays from bad plays. That was their, that was their, that was their deal. You know, they were, uh, they were going to come get us. And uh, we had a good idea on what they were going to do. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. You miss, you miss one or two. Um, you know, I didn't see one or two. And those are two big plays for them. You know, it's my job to see that and uh, get us protected. And, you know, when you miss a couple of those in a the game, they're going to they're gonna get you. They're going to get to you, and it's going to be a negative play. And, you know, I could do a better job of making them not that negative of a play. When, uh, when I do miss it or when we do miss it. One TD, four interceptions, 257, which was not to say he was, you know, bad. Melvin Gordon ran 11 carries, 46 yards. He was scary at times, but never got off the ground. Jerry Judy, four receptions for 68 yards. It just shows you the dominance of our defense. Derek Carr put up 16 to 25 for 154 yards. But he didn't need to do that much because Jacobs, 21 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns, and Booker put on two himself. Yeah, John, you've mentioned a a couple times over the the past couple years about your running game. I think something effective. We don't do this the easy way. You'll line up under center. You'll just line up and run the ball. And 41 more times yesterday. I'm just curious as to... Why is it important for you to do it so the hard way, basically? Why is it important for you to run the ball the way that you run it? Our quarterback is uh, not going to be exposed to the read options and the RPO hits that some of the others are taking. We're just not going to play that way with Derek. We, uh, we utilize Carr in a lot of different ways. We dabble in some areas like that. But, uh, you know, when you have a running back like Josh Jacobs, you have a responsibility to, uh, I think, surround him with the proper equipment to utilize him properly, and he needs a blocking tight end. He needs a blocking fullback. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, uh, to a degree we we, we kind of take pride in being able to to run the ball from a two back set, which is a little bit old school. And we also, uh, if you watch us carefully, are able to spread it out and do some of these modern, really cool RPO type runs, which uh, you know is the thing of the world now, I guess. Dylan Waller is the go-to guy on third down, as is Hunter Renfro, who also came up with a touchdown that was called back due to a penalty, but it was a it was a touchdown as far as I was concerned on a punt return. He's going to keep doing that. It's going to be awesome. That's for show. Heath with two interceptions. This was a beatdown. And it's one that I just love because I hate the Broncos so much. You guys know that. And in the end, neither the quarterback or the coach 
had much to say except about that. <laughs> Ain't much to say on a 37 to 12 beatdown. Um, but it was funny to see. Well, obviously, it's a very much of a concern. Obviously, uh, four interceptions, um, you know, you can't win uh, turning the ball over that much. Uh, we've got to do a good job of evaluating why we've thrown these interceptions. You know, what can we do to help? You know, our everybody's fingerprints is on that performance, coaches, players, and um, we all have to take a good hard look at it, which we have been on a weekly basis, but we haven't uh, found the uh, right formula yet to be consistent on offense. There's only one way to rebuild it. You got to go back to work and he's got to start experiencing good play. We've got to devise our passing game and our offense, our running game to where he can have be more successful. I see a lot of good throws by him. I see a lot of good catches by our receivers, but uh, we seem to have that uh, player too, that, uh, you know, where we throw a pick or, you know, that stops a drive. So, you know, we've got to be more consistent and more efficient. Well, you know, we're committed to Drew, and um, the more he can play, the better he'll be. And uh, he's got to fight through this, uh, like all most young quarterbacks do at some point in their career. And uh, we're going to continue to play him. The bad that. Ain't much to say on a 37 to 12 beatdown, um, but it was funny to see. Now, we were not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We sputtered a lot during this game. I was concerned at the beginning of the game. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we get can we get a third down conversion? Can we get a first down? I mean, it seemed to me like the game went so slow. But then, boom, we come out with a great play. Boom. It was, <laughs> it was kind of a crazy game. It wasn't like a dominant from the beginning to the end game. But we did end up dominating this performance without a doubt, especially in the running game. They could not stop Booker and Jacobs. They just couldn't do it. And then with the passes we had and the way we continued to control the football, this is a stat that tells the whole game, shows you exactly what happened. In the third quarter, the Denver Broncos had the ball for one minute and 39 seconds. That says everything about this game. One minute and 39 seconds. The Raiders rolled the Broncos, rolled them right out of Las Vegas. I love it. It was a great win. Good job, guys, because we got another team coming up that means business. And I think I hear from them, I think I hear payback. I love it. Let's get to it, shall we? The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, you ready for some football? Now the 8-1 Kansas City Chiefs, or as I like to call them, the condiments, they're coming to Vegas. We beat their ass in Kansas City. Their 8-1 team, the one, is the Raiders. Now, they're coming for payback. 
There's no doubt. There's no tone change. There's no trying to hide it. There's no let's play it down. But even Andy Reid continues to scream the mantra about the Raiders driving the buses around the Chiefs stadium three times when you beat their ass. And I think that was appropriate. Because now they're trying to use that same mentality to rev up their franchise. After the game, the Raiders team's buses circled Arrowhead Stadium as if to take a victory lap before (laughs) heading to the airport. Love it. And ahead of their second matchup this Sunday, Andy Reid and John Gruden spoke about the incident. Hey, Andy, um, that win seemed to mean a lot to the Raiders the last time around a few weeks ago. I mean, they did a victory lap around the stadium in their buses afterwards, uh, if that's any indication. Do you, do you feel like you guys matched their emotions that day? Do you feel like maybe you guys need to do a little better job of that this time around? And Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. Well, they, they listen, they won the game, so they, they can do anything they, they want to do. Uh, uh, they end up winning the game. That's not our style, but we'll, we'll get ourselves back, ready to play, and that's where we're at. Hey, John. Uh, today, Andy Reid mentioned a couple times the uh, victory lap you guys took in KC in the, after the first game. What exactly was the victory lap, and uh, is that something that uh, you think about this week as far as bulletin board material or anything like that? Not really. I mean, you could find a smart Alec bus driver in Kansas City who made some snide comments when we got on the bus. Maybe that's why we drove around the stadiums to tick him off. You know, this is ridiculous. Next question. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, it's, the, the, it's, it's obviously not a story, but it's just funny. It's first funny of all, to ask about. The NFL, since I was a kid, the Raiders have always been the rebel of the league. Right. They were always. I remember the first time I saw the Raiders, I thought they were wearing practice jerseys. They were all ripped and tattered, and their owner, Al Davis, fought the league, and, and, and John Madden guys would be sitting on helmets, and this is who they've been. So the Raiders are perfect in Vegas because it's an outlaw city. Yep. And and this, I think the, the NFL is better. When the Raiders are good and a little obnoxious and a little loud, it is perfect. Every league needs a villain, and I, I don't see the Raiders as a villain, but around the league, they're a little contrarian to the corporate NFL way of doing Absolutely. business. Absolutely, and you need those brands of course. In, every, in every league. It's okay to have somebody that pushes back on the corporate shield of the NFL. I'm a big fan of villains. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think you can really have a strong story without a strong villain. Yeah. You got to know who to root for, who to root against. And they, they do have to be a little bit over the top, a little bit flamboyant or yeah. obnoxious. So this is a little bit edge. It's fun. They got the second best record in the NFL. The only one better were the Steelers at, at 9-0. and So the Broncos, they think they're all that. They think they're going to come to Las Vegas and break us. Hey, Coach, uh, based on the fact that they gave you your only loss on the season, how much of revenge is at stake in this game for you guys against the Raiders? Yeah, listen, I think it's just it's two good football teams playing each other. I don't think probably either team likes each other that much, um, as they stated before. So, um, you know, we just we, we get ourselves ready to play against a good football team. I think that's most important. They've got payback on the mind, and to me, that is their biggest weakness, and I am loving that. So let's talk about how we can beat these mofos, because we can. Now, another thing funny about this game, and I don't think it's funny at all, last year, 
the Chiefs had a bye just before they played the Raiders. And geez louise, this year, the football gods have given them another present, another bye week just before we play the Chiefs. I think that's kind of hokey and mysterious and crappy all rolled into one. Crapsterious, I'm calling it, <laughs> because uh, that shouldn't happen, especially for a division rival the very next season. I think that was a hokey schedule thing and uh, hokey pokey for sure. Hey, John, this is going to be the fourth time in the past five years that the Chiefs are going to face the Raiders coming off of their bye. Uh, does that kind of make you scratch your head a little bit? And beyond that, I mean, how much of an advantage is that for a team? To, to face the same team like that, and, and how much of a disadvantage is that for you guys, knowing that they have that extra week to kind of scout you up? I'm sure that's just a coincidence. You know, I'm sure it's a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think about it. You know, the schedule is the schedule. You got to adapt to it, and that's what we'll do. Hey, John, Sam Gordon here, uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. Following on Paul's question, um, Andy Reid, uh, his teams are notoriously good. He has a notoriously good record after bye weeks. Um, just from your perspective, what do you feel like his greatest strength is as a as a head coach? Oh, his preparation is legendary. He's a great coach. He's a great person. He gets his team to play for him. Uh, he can uh, he can really handle uh, game day situations. Uh, Got great experience, got great confidence in his players, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger and, uh, you know, use some unconventional ways to do it, move the football. And, and uh, I just got a lot of respect for him, and I know he's going to do thorough preparation. It'll be a, it'll be a juggernaut coming in here Sunday, and uh, we'll, just, we'll just have to have a great week of practice and do the best we can. Nonetheless, if uh, Fat Andy wants to stand on his soapbox and talk about how the Raiders ran their buses around their stadium three times because they freaking lost. They lost to the Raiders at home. Embarrassing? Yes. It should still be embarrassing? Yes. But I would, if I were Gruden, I'd point out the fact that last year when they came off the bye, they beat us 40 to 9. 40 to 9. And it was nowhere near a contest. It was embarrassing. Now, they didn't run their buses around our stadium because, well, there's nobody there. But they wouldn't do that anyway, especially in Oakland. It would be a mistake for sure. <laughs> I don't think they're gutsy enough. Oh, They wouldn't definitely do that in Oaktown. I don't know if they'd be able to get away with that in Vegas, but I guarantee that those buses would... Uh, have a bit of damage by the time they went back to the airport. That is a fact. <laughs> I love the Raider Nation. My point being, again, second year in a row, Fat Andy has an extended period of time to plan the Las Vegas Raiders game. He did a great job last year. He had all the time in the world and all his players were rested and ready to go. Well, guess what? I think we're in pretty good shape this game. You know, I think, I pray, that if we get Bent Brown back and the rest of the offensive line a little healthier, we get a couple of guys back, that this could be another good game for Las Vegas. I expect them to be hyper-tuned. Not overly excited, but hyper-tuned. I mean... 
The Chiefs are coming in here to beat our ass. That's what they want to do. They want to embarrass us. That's their tone. That's Fat Andy's tone. Trust me on this one. They embarrassed us at home. We're going to do the same thing to them and move on. Well, I say that's horse crap. I say the Raiders, at this point in the season, are starting to gel pretty well. The last time we played the Chiefs, we shut them down. Our defensive backs were awesome. The pressure was perfect. I expect us to play the same damn game. Irregardless of how Andy's going to scheme, how he's going to do this and that, just like he did last year, I believe our defensive backs are ready. I believe our safeties are ready to shut Mahomes up. Literally, blanket the receivers. I mean, they better do a lot more man like they did last time. This zone, uh, Mahomes will kill us if we zone all day. So Paul Gunther's got to get it together here and be very ready for this contest because Andy's coming after him. We have to go after them. I say our defense also, this game sets the tone for the offense. The defense has to set the tone. This is their turn. This is their time. We have to get that defense rolling into the end of the season. This is when the playoffs literally matter the most. Because if your team can hit fire right now and keep rolling, I mean, the Chiefs got some tough games. They got to play Miami. They got to play Tampa. They got some tough contests coming up. Doesn't mean they're going to lose, but it means that we have an opportunity to gain some games in the division. Let me tell you, it's not far-fetched to think that we could take the AFC West. Don't laugh. It's not funny. No one's laughing. I'm not laughing because it is absolutely possible with this team. I will say this. This is my last saying on this particular game. If the coaching staff for the Raiders is up to the task, I know the players are. It's coaching that's going to win this game. The players are ready. If the coaches are ready, then we got a really good chance to beat these Chiefs Twice. (laughs) I love saying that. I love saying that. Beat the Chiefs twice. I love it. At their house and at our house. Good night, Louise. Thank you for playing. The other obvious victory for us in the last game against these guys was time of possession. We kept Mahomey. On the bench, cold as ice. So he came in the game, he really wasn't warmed up, and he set down some more. Running the ball for the Raiders is a key in this game. We have got to push the ball down the field, keep Mahomes off the field, and wear out the defense like we did last time. That is how we win. Controlling the clock. And with Jacobs and Booker, man, we will have... The one-two punch like we had before with Gardner and Wheatley. Last time, Gruden was our coach. We can beat these guys at home. I know we can. We did it before. We have a good enough team to do it. There is no reason that the Chiefs can come into Vegas and just take the victory and, and walk home with nothing. I hope they walk home with nothing. I hope their buses go directly from Las Vegas uh, Stadium 
all the way to the airport with no fanfare, no cheers, just silence, just quiet, all the way on the plane ride home. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Look, we know these guys. We've played these guys. It's time to beat them twice. We've been in the basement too long, too many years. It's time to raise above and start letting everybody know in the league that the Raiders are back. And this is one way to do it is games like this. Put our name on the map again and our name in the playoffs for sure. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the bone line because I love this part of the show the best. Remember, all, this is the longest-running professional sports podcast ever. Raider Nation Podcast was there at the beginning, and we are still rolling strong <laughs> since 05. That's a long time, folks. 1-800-620-1800, 620-7181. Get on the bone line. Call anytime with any message. It's awesome to hear. The Raider Nation <laughs> telling us what they think because trust me, it's huge because as a nation, we all pretty much think the same. There are some refreshing ideas. I love that. That's why I love the Raider Nation, man. I love the callers. So make sure you don't don't be afraid to call. Just call on in, folks. All right. The first caller of the show is and our first caller is Maddie Raider. From Albany, New York. He's talking about the chargeless, nutless, boatless chargers. Boy, that was a game. What you got for us, brother? What's up, Nation? It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Calling in after the Chargers game. Whoa, that was a uh, close one. But uh, game ball definitely goes to Isaiah Johnson. The kid made two plays at the end, one on Mike Williams and the other guy parring him, broke, uh, breaking up those plays. It's unbelievable, unbelievable for that kid. Um, just a guy stepping up like that, and uh, he won the game for us, man. Uh, just, you know, we answered. It was an exciting game to watch, but, you know, Thinking about the defense, again, we're giving up points that we shouldn't give up. We're giving up plays we shouldn't give up. Uh, that's on Gunther. He's garbage. But we're just going to have to roll through, and hopefully our offense uh, keeps us in games. And then guys step up like they did this week and make plays. That's all we can hope for. we got a couple of division games coming up. I hope we can win against Denver. Jeez, we better win that game. But, uh, of course, we got the Chiefs again after their bye, like we have three out of the past four fucking years because it's a sham, pardon my language, just like it's a sham where we lost a draft pick and got fined 500 grand while the Titans can hold practices without sanctions or anything else and do what they want. You know there's bias. You know it. You know they're always looking out for the silver and black. But anyways, uh, God bless, guys. All the best to you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Randy, for all you do. You know we love you guys. Talk to you soon. Let's go Raiders! Great call, brother. Great call. You know, it says it all. 
Um, I know in the last two seasons they had a bye week just before our game. I didn't know it was three. <laughs> God, that is a bow sheet. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can't even believe it. It's such a rip. They rip us all the time. The NFL, trust me, is not this noble agent of trust and truism. They're a bunch of hacks. They never liked us. Al stuck it in their eyes so many times. They're blind in one eye. Matter of fact, the NFL has a patch over one eye just from Al Davis. He took him to task many, many times because they were full of crap then. And they're still full of crap now. Here's where we are. But I've said it before, and you know it as well as anybody else. We have to win despite the malarkey. Besides, you know, we just got to win beyond uh, this garbage. Just beat everybody, including the NFL. That's what we got to do. And I think we have the team to do it, bro. Yep, that was a good game. Johnson saved our ass in that game. And uh, kudos should be to him big time, um, as they were. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I think our defense is getting better by the game. Good call, brother. And our next caller is the Jersey Boy Raider. What is happening, my good Raider brother? Raider Greg. Raider Randy, Raider Nations, the Jersey Boy Raider. And we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. That's It's just win, baby. And a win's a win is a win. In this league, sometimes you just have to take that. Um, are we a better football team than the Chargers? Absolutely. But it is a rivalry. And we've I've seen them for many, many years. I'm sure you guys have too. At the Chargers, Raiders, we get it on, right? Just like the Broncos, the Donkeys, that's, that's later. But, you know, anytime there's a rivalry, it's usually a close game. Um, let's talk about it. So offense, again, scores over 30 points. And I said that a few weeks ago that we have to score over 30 points. With our bend-don't-break defense, we have to score over 30 points, And in my opinion, uh, to win, to win ballgames uh, probably through the rest of the way. Even with the Browns game, a little bit of the uh, elements there and the weather's were, you know, conditions were a little bit different there. But, um, yeah, I'd say when this team, you know, can run the ball and score over 30 points um, – you know, we have a pretty good chance to win. Unfortunately, we have to put that on our offense, but that's just where we are right now. So, uh, but hey, love the running attack um, by committee. So, hey, two touchdowns. I believe it was over 30 yards combined. Uh, nice catch out of the backfield by Richard, and of course, also by Angle. I love that guy. Uh, a lot of heart there, and I hope he's okay. I know he had some in, a little rib injury there, but I hope he's good. Um, looking at Carr. Oh my God, guys, do me a favor. Don't ever, don't ever doubt this guy's toughness. I mean, that was a huge play there to get that first down, to extend that drive. We need it. By the way, the pass he, he threw to Renfro on the run might have been the best pass I've seen him make in his career. That was amazing. Just a great, great throw. He, is, he looks great this year as far as throwing the ball, confidence, just knows the offense inside and out. He is a true leader on the field, and that's exactly what a leader does. Puts the team on his back, gets that first down. Whew. <laughs> Did a flip in the air. You look, I swear, I don't know where he gets the energy, but you know what? I'd like to see him keep doing that. He Another 14 yards rushing uh, last week, so he's going to – I'd like to see him continue to do that. Um, also, uh, the line, what can you say? I think these guys are obviously banged up. Colton Miller out, Trent Brown out, you know, incognito still out. So most of your starting line is out, 
but guys like Young and and Parker and good, they're they're bringing they're they're, they're doing their best right now. And I think I think they're stepping up and, and doing a nice job, uh, doing their best to protect Carr. So um, also Waller, I mean, not his best game. I thought he was a little off, but hey, something's up with a big touchdown. That just goes to show you how good he really is. So I love that. And uh, I'm putting out a missing report for Rugs. Where is he? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for it, but I'm just not seeing it. Don't say he's not targeted. Keenan Allen's targeted enough. Why? Because he's a good receiver. He's got to get into the game. Where's our, our rookie wide receivers? You know, Edwards, I know he's hurt, but come on. Like, we, these guys, we need them, and they got to get in there. Thank God for Aguilar and Renfro and, of course, Waller uh, catching, catching the ball. But uh, defense, real quick. Uh, ben, don't break, right? I mean, that's what we really are. But third and 16, again, giving that up. Yes, we can't do that. It just puts the team, it keeps the team, you know, defense on the field, the offense on the field, you know, for the opposing team and putting up points that we really can't afford to give up. So, um, big shout-outs, though, to Kwiatkowski. Awesome play on that stick there. Guys, kids watching home, that's how you wrap. You don't throw your shoulder, you wrap and take that dude down. And, of course, Johnson. I, I love the story, too. About his, it's sad about his friend, but awesome play. And seeing how emotional he was. Dude, way to stay with the play. Game-saving play. So, you get game ball, buddy. And, hey, next week, Donkeys, what can we say? We're expected to win that game. We are a better football team. I don't want to hear anything besides a W there. Just win, baby. Greg, Greg, I know it took a lot of time. Thank you, as always, for everything. And, guys, just win, baby. Jersey Boy Raider out. Great call. Great call and analysis of this game. And, you know, when you say we have to score 30 points, I think about that, and all of us that have been watching football for many, many years – it's changed a great deal even in the last five years with the rules change and the way offenses are set up now. You got you to gotta put up 30 points because everybody else is putting up 30 points. It's an offensive league. You know, those of us that are old school remember those grind out games, you know, 24, 21, you know, 26 and 30 was like a huge number. I mean, you had 30 points, you were some kind of crazy football team. It's an average score every Sunday. There's 30 everywhere. So it's the way the league is going. We have to put up 30 because we have to keep up with everybody else. I say 35. We got to put up 35 points the rest of the season to get us rolling into the playoffs. That's what I think. 35 points is what you need to win this in this particular NFL. It is a scorer's league. It's a quarterback league. It's a running back league. And it is a definite wide receiver league. And I believe we did a really good job in our draft picks. And I think we set our team up for the future, which is now. Yeah, that was a good game against too close to San Diego. But they're very scary. Very scary team. I'm not surprised by that. I was kind of surprised that Denver rolled over and gave it up, if you know what I mean. But this is football, bro. Love the takes. Thanks for the call, man, and the props. And our next caller, my very good brother from one of my favorite cities in the country, Scranton, PA. My brother, Raider Chris, what do you got for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's that boy, Raider Chris Scranton, PA. Game's not over, but it's over. Bookham just got his second touchdown of the game. 
making it over 200 yards rushing for the Las Vegas Raiders. 37-12, minute 54 left. What a, what a game. I almost cursed there, Greg. I almost cursed. I'm trying to keep it clean. But what a hell of an all-around performance, man, even the defense. And people got to stop bashing the, the Nazib signing because I tell you what, the kid has stepped up, played one hell of a game. Kwiatkowski, I never spell it in my life, even if I wanted to. One of the best signings in free agency. I still think, I still think Aguilar was our best pickup, but he dropped another one today. So God knows about that. But what a hell of an overall game. Happy. This is all building up for Sunday Night Football. Kansas City, Las Vegas, in Las Vegas. Now that's going to be a pretty, pretty, pretty game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Haven't said that in a long time going into a game against Kansas City. But just an all-around hell of a performance. And again, you got to give credit to Tom Cable, man. Even though good is not good at all at where he is, we need Incognito back ASAP. Uh, At left guard, he cannot play there. But, I mean, you got to give Tom Cable this offensive line. Just the team in general, it's respect. It's due. Six and three in the playoff hunt. Haven't been this good since 2010. And he's where did he come from today? But, yeah, I'm going to get off the line before I do curse out of excitement. Raider Greg, I wish I could watch this game with you next week, man. But I hope everybody in Raider Nation is safe. Well, we're going through everything together, man. Let's stay healthy. Let's beat this virus like we just beat the Denver Bronco Hoes. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Great call. As usual, my good Raider brother. I mean, yeah, Tom Cable definitely deserves credit. The Cable guy came back to Oakland, has really, excuse me, to Las Vegas, and has really done a job with this offensive line. And, you know, let's talk about the offensive line. It's patched up right now, but I think, you know, this is my theory, and I know it's only theory. I think those guys that have been injured are injured, but he's, I think Gruden's trying to keep uh, Bent Brown and Incognito until they're completely healed. As long as we're winning and we're doing well, I think he's holding these guys until they're healed. Because I think he knows as well as we do that our Playoff contention runs on our offensive line. If we don't roll through the line, it's going to be a tough postseason. So I believe that's the plan. I could be wrong, but I do believe so. Rukowski is a absolute diamond that we picked up. Nassiv is also a beast. I mean, he's a beast. I couldn't believe how big he was till they... They they focused on him. I'm like, holy mackerel. This guy's huge. He's fast, and he's a good player. And, you know, let's not give up on Aguilar. You know, he had dropsy problems before. Let's not get in his head. Let's just let this guy chill and start catching some more footballs because I think that's it's a mental game. He needs to fix that. We need to fix it for him and get that done. We beat the Broncos down. It was a beatdown, but you know the next game, brother. You know what it means. Love the call. Love the passion. Thank you, brother. 
And our next caller, my very good brother, the Prez. And let me just say this before I get rolling here. He has dealt with COVID. You've heard him on a show before. He was very, very sick. This is a serious disease. He'll tell you himself. But uh, forget all that, bro. It's nice to hear your voice. You see, you you how you sound much better. What's up? Well, all right. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the Raider Nation, this is the praise calling to you. Yes, I am recovering, and I'm putting it back to 97% from this damn COVID, but enough of that. We won. We came out. Was a little concerned at first about that first quarter. I was like, okay, here we go. The games that we should win, we uh, kind of, you know, play ugly and stuff like that, but we came alive. Four INTs, another sack by Crosby, Hunter's game by Jacobs. We're winning. Good enough for me. As I said earlier, because of the obvious, we got uh, rookies and stuff like that. I'll take it, and um, I'm just kind of like, just like, all right, man, you know, just take care of your business and everything. Y'all learn and get persevered, and next year, when we back in the stadium and hopefully this COVID thing mess up, you know, it's a different story. So, nonetheless, a good game. We won, but let's get ready for the golden boy, the old pretty boy of Mahomes. We know he's going to be coming back for some payback, so we can't rest on our laurels with this game. We got to be ready. Hopefully, some of our guys will be back healthy and ready to battle. But let's take this to the world. I mean, let's take this back to the locker room and cheer and celebrate and the Raider Nation moral and, and everybody's happy. And I'm kind of stoked, as Brady Greg would say. That's all I have to really say right now. Have a good one. Happy Sunday. Happy Raiders victory. Raiders. This is the prayer signing out. First off, it's great to hear your voice. I'm glad you're feeling better. Certainly, because you sounded very sick, bro. And I know you were. So, this victory was a great victory, but it needs to be short-lived. I mean, I don't know how you don't become super hyper-amped to play these guys, the Condiments, the Chiefs, you call them what you will. I think our young players, we have to, I think Gruden's got to temper that excitement. And focus it into effort. I don't know how you do that as a coach. He did it before when we played him the last time. Paula Gunther better be be Paul Gunther this week. Because the defense, last time we played them, we shut them down. Completely down. They couldn't run. They couldn't throw. It was a beautiful game. We need to repeat that game just like we did last time. We have the players. We have the talent. We have the coaches, obviously. Let's get it done. I say let's get it done. Yeah, I'm all about that victory last week, but next week is serious business. We're going to the playoffs, y'all. One way or another, I'd love to go with that two wins over the Queefs. It would be nothing like it. Appreciate the call. Glad you're feeling better, brother. Well, it would not be a football season it definitely would never be a football season before we play the condiments without hearing from my very good brother there in hostile territory, Raider Dan from KC. What you got for us, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Well, we're six and three. We're going to play. 
the Chiefs. We can sweep them. But Raider Dan, Chief Dan, would never hear the end from me. But for us, we've got to be focused. We can't have Waller running down the field, dropping passes. We can't have Ruggs doing the same thing. Derek Carr is dialed in. Any Raider fan that says any criticism of him this season, including me, hey, I don't know. Hey, this guy's balling, man. He's balling. He's dialed in. But all I'll say about this is that, hey, uh, you know, they need to give a raise to Tom Cable to play three backup offensive linemen, and we still running the ball the way we're going. And Carr still having the time that he's having. Hey, we coaches are coaching, players are playing. Got to win this game. We're still getting disrespected, but I guess as Raider fans we know that. But we knock off the defending world champs twice. Hey, Raider Nation, that is perfect, Raider Dan from KC. <laughs> I sure pray that you can go into work and celebrate a dual win in this division. And I think there'll be a lot of quiet at your job, but you can wear all your stuff. (laughs) As the Raider Nation knows, I love it. I love it every time I hear that stuff. Raider Dan, let's hope we take care of business because we need to do the same thing defensively. We got to shut them down. And that is the key to victory. And that means holding on to the ball, controlling the clock. That's how we win games. It's how we've got ourselves to this point. We got to do it again. And I pray it happens again so we can get that post game phone call from you. All right, brother. God bless you. And our next caller from Wisconsin, you guessed it, it's the Cheesehead, Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is the Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin, and we have now become a member of the Slap-A-Hole tribe as we beat down the Denver Bronco Hose. Uh, first half, Mm, defense looked a little sketchy. Things just didn't seem to click. But I guess I heard during the game the NFL, or, uh, the Raiders are number two in the NFL for points scored in the third quarter. And I forget what they were allowing points, but it, we were up there. So we make some adjustments at halftime, which is a great thing because it seemed like before we come out in the second half and just get our backsides handed to us. But second half looked a lot better. Couldn't really get it done that much in the air, but, hey, we got her done on the ground. As I said, uh, in the Cleveland game, no matter how pretty your offense is, throwing the ball here, throwing the ball there, you get into weather, rain, blowing, snow, whatever, that running game travels, and I am so happy we have that. I will say this, though. Um, I'm a little concerned. If we play like we did against the Bronco Hose and the nutless, boltless, chargeless Chargers, I don't think we're going to beat the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs more than anybody. I loathe the Chiefs, but I will give them credit. They are the cream of the crop. They are not coming to the Death Star to beat the Raiders. 
They're not coming to the Death Star to beat us because it's in our division. They are coming to the Death Star to embarrass, humiliate, and massacre us because, as we all know, we are that one. The one loss that they have, and they are coming to prove that that was a fluke. If we can beat the Chiefs, we can say loud and proud to the NFL, the Raider Vegas, Raider Vegas, I'm so, I can't get to say that yet. I'm just going to say it. The Raider Nation is a team to reckon with, and if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it. I freaking love this call. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it would be a Christmas present of in unbelievable proportions to beat the Chiefs twice this year. You know, and the funny thing, I bet you we don't even get our due if we beat them twice. We didn't get our due when we beat them the first time. It was what was wrong with them, as always. Um, but if we beat them twice, those same talking heads are going to be tough. It's going to be a tougher seat to sit on uh, and say the same garbage. They're going to have to admit something. How about this? We're a team to be reckoned with. That's all I care about. The Chiefs are coming to beat us. Not just coming to beat us, they're coming to B-E-A-T us. They want to embarrass us. They want to take us down. They want to show that they're the they're the, the big boys in our division. And I think this is the time for the Raiders to stand up. This is the biggest game of the year. I don't care about the playoffs. I don't care about anything. This is the game. This game here is hugely important to our team, to our future, for the rest of the season. And I think we can do it. But we have to be smart. But I think we can, especially if we get some of our offensive line back. That will be insane. And yes, the rest of the league can suck it. <laughs> and our next caller from Salinas, California, it's Just Win James. What do you have for us, my good Raider brother? Greg, Raider Randy, this is Just Win James from Salinas, California. The biggest takeaway I have from this game was the way they approached it. There was intensity. They, they, they instituted their will, and there was attitude. Now, the, the, my biggest thing about Corey Littleton, and I think Corey Littleton is the, the biggest shortcoming from this defense so far, is that there hasn't been any impact. Now, Morrow comes in. He wasn't perfect, but he comes on in and he made an impact. He made a statement, he made plays, and the defense dictated the game. If we can continue to do that, they're going to be, they're going to be okay. So that's what I have to say. Go Raiders. I'm out. Very good call, brother. You know, our linebacking core has been with issues for quite some time. And Littleton was injured this late, last game, so he wasn't even there. That's why Nicholas Moreau, which has been my horse for years, he's been with the Raiders. He got drafted here. He's not a new guy. He's been with the team for some time, and he's gotten better 
and bigger and faster every season. And I think now is showing that he understands the playbook. And I think with with what we have right now, I don't think we need anybody else. At least in that position, I believe we're doing pretty good. Now, Corey Littleton can do a lot as far as the pass game goes, but Moreau's been pretty good in that in that scene too. We'll just, we'll see what happens with the linebackers, but for me, in this next game, it's about the defensive backs and the safeties. They got to hold this game together, um, and the pass rush. The defense, this is their game. This is what won our game the last time. They need to win the game again this time. Appreciate the call, my good brother. And our next caller is a very good friend, a very good guy. Raider Damien. Used to see him at the games, but he's now in Texas, <laughs> surrounded by Cowboy fans. Bro, I feel you. What do you got for us, my good brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Damien calling in from Como County, deep in the heart of hostile territory. Um, actually, you know what, Greg, you might want to start doing a suicide prevention hotline for uh, these cowboy fans all around me. They are not handling this very well, but, you know, screw them. Go Raiders. All right, boys. So, hey, was that a great game yesterday or what? You know, um, however, I'm cautiously optimistic about this, Greg, and I wanted to make three quick points, and then um, I will get out of here and let the bone line uh, next caller go. So number one, the defense. When was the last time we had five INTs? That looked to me like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. That was outstanding. It was nice to see the defense getting those reads, although I think, you know, Drew Locke was just having a bad day, and maybe that was because the feral cat was ready to pounce on him, which he did get him a couple times. So um, I'm still cautiously optimistic about this defense. You know, Gunther uh, has obviously made some changes, but we'll see if that translates to a team like the Buccaneers. And I know we've already played them, but we cannot play down to these uh, teams that have got winning records. Our defense has got to make some statements in games like those. Uh, Point number two, the offense. Yeah, you know, we put up 30 points yesterday. And, you know, like I said, kind of being cautiously optimistic, it felt to me like we were still kind of lethargic, anemic on offense. Um, I'm not sure what the problem was. Uh, I need to go back and watch the game again. Um, but it seems like we could have done more. Um, Greg, Randy, I don't know if you recall that game in Denver, probably about 12 years ago when um, Run DMC, I think, had four or five rushing touchdowns, and we put up like 57 points on the Broncos um, at Invest at Invesco Field, that is to me what this game felt like. It should, it felt like we should have been putting up a monster amount of points on these guys, stepping on their neck until they turn blue, and right when they were ready to gasp for their last breath of air, step down on on them even harder. You know, that's the way it felt to me. Like the offense should have been performing yesterday. Um, so that said, my last point: game ball even with what was happening on offense. I think Tom Cable needs the game ball. What he has done over these last couple weeks with patchwork offensive line, people out on COVID, other related injuries, you know, I think it's, I don't want to say miraculous, but he has done an outstanding job. And if this continues, I can't see Cable being a line coach much longer. 
um, you know, honorable mention for a game ball, Hunter Renfro. Oh, man, did he have an outstanding game yesterday on special teams? And uh, he had a few really nice catches on offense. So it's nice to see uh, Hunter Renfro coming into his own on these punt returns. It was really an enjoyable game to watch. But like I said, I'm going to be optimistic or cautiously optimistic. You know, we still got to go play Kansas City again. That will be in Las Vegas. So um, it will be nice to see if we can run the table on them. If we can, then, hey, you know what? We are not going into these damn playoffs as a, you know, second seed, you know, kind of um, what's that wild card team. We'll have that first seed unless, for whatever reason, we get a nice collapse from Kansas City as the uh, year goes on. So that is it, gentlemen. Uh, I am out of here. Um, a early happy Thanksgiving to you both, uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, your families. Uh, Randy, if you run into any more hurricanes down there, just you know, hop the bus west and bring your family over here with me in Texas. You're more than happy to stay with me. All right, gentlemen, Raider Nation, Raider Podcast Nation, this is Raider Damien, and I am out. Again, an excellent call, as always, my good brother. You point out some great things. The cable guy, (laughs) he's been working with nothing for so long that he's made something, which is kind of crazy. And I'm hoping that offensive line is healed up by the time we play KC because it makes a huge difference keeping Mahomey on the bench. Hunter as a slot is a saving grace that we didn't know we had. I mean, this is the guy who gets those tough third downs. They don't look for him. They kind of look for him. But when they look for him, then we got Waller. So it's a great it's a great thing to have to keep the defense on one leg, especially for those third down conversions which we have to definitely get better on, but we're not doing too bad so far. I think defensively is where we have to go into the next game with the Chiefs. We have to go in with our heads held high and with some serious pride. Abrams and Arnett, they are the real deal, and they're going to put some hurt on some people. Abrams for sure. They know him from last game. They're going to be looking for him this game. I look for some scrap, definitely some fights in this game against the condiments. I hope you're doing well, brother. Thank you for the well wishes and everything else. Um, it's always good to hear from you. You're a great dude, a great fan, super guy. And our next caller really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway because he's a good dude, a really good dude. You know him. You've seen him. you got to love him because it's Keith Smith, the Crusader. Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Hello Raider Greg, hello Randy. Long time no speak and uh, I have been trying to get through on the bone line, but internationally we've been having some problems, so sorry about that. Anyway... What a great win for us this uh, week uh, at the uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Weird saying that after so many years of spending time with you guys in Oakland. But, uh, hey, a good win overhand. Everything was uh, positive. You know, four interceptions, the fumble recovery, a great running game, good times. On a sadder note, obviously, we lost our good friend uh, Ricky Ricardo this weekend. 
what a legend Ricky was and Ricky's bar and Tina just fabulous uh, couple and, and a home to so many of us when we used to come into town from all over the world um, I had the, uh, was very fortunate to better go to Ricky's for 25 years in all my different visits to the, the Bay Area and with Ricky's obviously you know it was an honour as well to make it onto the menu there between uh, the Ken Stabler and the Jim Plunkett uh, items on the on the, the menu there, the Crusader Raider fish and chip sandwich was uh, an iconic uh, thing that made it onto the menu at Ricky's, and I shall always be grateful for him for that. Um, yes, we're going forward. Yes, we've got to beat Casey this weekend. Miss you guys. Be glad when we can travel again, because this uh, coronavirus has really uh, uh, stopped so much and put us all in in, uh, in our own homes. Stay safe and well. It's important to be protect ourselves. We can all get together again in 2021, which I look forward to. Here's looking forward to beating Casey this weekend. And let's go on and make the playoffs. This is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, London, England. I'm out. A gentleman, a wonderful gentleman, a great guy, great Raider fan. You know, this guy's been coming over here 25, 30 years now. He's been making in this trip every year a couple times, sometimes three times to see Raiders play. He's a great fan, and if you haven't met him, you got to try to meet him because he's a good dude, great heart. And you know what? I, I have to say that I should have done a whole part on Ricky's, and let me just do it now. Ricky Ricardo and Tina Ricardo, they're in San Leandro since 1960 have had the number one Raider bar in the area since then. The Raiders left, they came back, they left, they came back. Ricky's was still there. If you've ever been to Ricky's Sports Bar, it's a phenom. You won't believe the pictures and the memorabilia over the years of Raider football. He knew everybody. He knew Al. He knew everybody, the whole family. He knew all the players. They used to come to the to, to Rickies. And he was such a sweet, good-hearted man. Him and Tina, such good people. Always there to lend a hand in charity events. Just super, super good people. It is so sad to see this happen. Uh, Rickies is a focus on every fan that comes from out of town. Huge place to go. The pregame parties there were off the chart. They were all over the parking lot. It was crazy. Loved it there. God bless you, Ricky and Tina. I am so sad to see his passing. Um, and my very, very best to the Ricardo family. Because it was, as anybody who's been, a hell of a good time at Ricky's Sports Bar. Thanks, Keith, for reminding me and sending that out there. Because for a second, I totally forgot about it, which is terrible. <laughs> That's a horrible thing, man. Because <laughs> I love Ricky. He was a hell of a man. And our next caller is the R-V-A Raider. Calling from Richmond, Virginia. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Trip, the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia, the morning after the donkeys game. Woo-hoo, ride that donkey. We sure did yesterday. Boy, we could have won by a lot more than what we did. It's been a long time since we beat someone's ass. And it wasn't the prettiest ass whooping that ever was, but hey, 
we opened up that can on the donkeys and it sure was nice. Uh, we definitely had the opportunity to score more points than what we did. I mean, that drop pass from Waller, that uh, punt return run back by Renfro, and uh, you know a couple other missed opportunities. But hey, man, five turnovers, doubling our total for the season. So I mean, the defense was on point, locked on to lock yesterday. Uh, I will say that it's still kind of concerning that they're giving up big plays, giving up those third and 15s. I think there were multiple times when they gave up some big plays like that. But for the most part, they held on there, only gave up a touchdown during garbage time, and we added another touchdown after that. So that was pretty sweet. Puts us in a very nice, very interesting position going into the next game against the Chiefs. Six and three is nice. You know there's still all kind of pundits out there saying that we were lucky to beat the Chiefs the first time around. That's why this next week is such a great opportunity for us. Beating the Chiefs twice in a season, I mean, that's going to be a statement right there. Moving to seven and three. That'll put us just one game behind the Chiefs with them eight at eight and two. I mean, this is a golden opportunity. The defense has to button up that chin strap. The offense has to keep playing the way that they're playing. We need the coaches to pull out all the stops. No conservative play calling. Let's get it done. I want to see them going for it on fourth and short, not kicking the field goals, taking the touchdowns, keeping that pressure on Mahomes, just like we did last time. That's what we got to do. And they can do it. So it'll be an interesting game. It's going to be great that it's going to be a Sunday night game. Everybody's going to be tuned in. We'll have the whole country watching us. So it's going to be an opportunity for the Raiders to prove that this isn't just a fluky season like 2016, Greg. I remember you talking about fluky dookie. And, you know, 2016 looked like a fluky. 2017 was a dookie. Well, this year, man, pulling out the stops going to be the, the beginning of our new dynasty, our new year in Vegas. It's what it's all about. So Raider Nation, I'm going to holler at you soon. Everyone make sure you turn into the game on Sunday. Everyone be good to one another, man. 2020 has been a crazy freaking year, but hey, wouldn't it just be fitting if everything's topsy-turvy, Raiders go to the to go to the playoffs, man, and, and Lord, I say, you know, dare I say, maybe Super Bowl run. All right, Raider Nation, this is Raider Trip. And I am out. Well, that is funny as I've heard in a while. Fluky dookie. (laughs) 16 was fluky and the next year definitely was dookie. Yeah, that was cool though. It was cool to be there in the playoffs, man. We looked like we had some momentum and a chance. And just to go to those games is so great because it was in Oakland. And it was a great memory, a great season. Uh, one of the great seasons I spent there, of all the seasons I've went going to football games in Oakland, it was one of my very memorable ones because we played out of our minds. Yeah, the Bronco game left a lot to be desired for me too because I was worried most of the first half. I was like, look, we're we're sputtering. We're almost there. We're sputtering. We're almost there. And then we'd score. I'm like, okay, well, we're winning, but we're letting them hang around. Oh, and then the turnover started. Locke was lost. <laughs> Poor kid. I kind of feel bad for him. Cocky little kid, but <clears throat> maybe it was good for him. Long story short, victory was ours. And yeah, how would you like to be seven and three and have the condiments at eight and four? 
uh, eight and two. And the other two would be the only two teams to beat them is us. We're one and we're two of the entire league. That says a lot. We got to do with our defense like we did last time. Our defense has to stand up tall. Like it, it freaked out the Chiefs because they didn't expect it. They're like, what is going on? They're going to be expecting it now. We have to put it on them again, rush them again, keep Mahomes on the bench again. If we can do that and beat these guys twice, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't give a rat's ass what mainstream media says. As a Raider Nation, we know what it means, and we know where we're going. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Appreciate y'all turning in, tuning in. Um, I love the bone line. It's my favorite thing. And I love the Raider Nation. That's also my most favorite thing. At this point, I just want to wish everyone a very happy holiday. I want to wish everybody a very safe travel. If you're going somewhere, you're going to be with somebody, be very careful. Wear your mask. Be smart. Be smart and love those. Even if you don't know people, you're showing them love by wearing a mask. So wear your mask. Be a good citizen. And be a good Raider fan. All my masks are Raider Nation, bro. That you can take to the bank. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.